everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. This episode is In Cold Blood, a novel by Truman Capote. Literary reference. Also, some an episode I thought we had done again because In Cold Blood sounded really familiar. Really? Have we done Cold-Blooded? Mm, no, but I really have always been obsessed with that Paul Abdul song, Cold-Blooded Snake. Cold-Hearted Snake, though. It's a cold-hearted snake. Yeah, you're right. Look into his eyes. Yeah. I have on VHS tape that music video. It's a dancey one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I not like I recorded it off TV. It's like sold like that. Just what? the music video. I feel like that's worth money. Do I, I hope I still have it. That's incredible. Is it dancey? It's got super dancey because it's got. It takes place okay. in a dance hall at like a dance audition. Oh, I know the one, and they're sweaty. Yes. Yes. And then at one point they're climbing on cages. Yes, I know it because "Slave for You" was like people said that it was reminiscent for some reason. The Britney video. That's funny. All right. So this episode in Cold Blood, not written by Truman Capote. Yes. Season twenty-five, episode six, October twenty-eighth, two thousand sixteen. Hosted by, so gorgeous, Mm -hmm. our queen, Queen Canning, Andrea. It's been a minute since we've had a mank or a dentist. I'm just going to say it. They've been airing manks on Saturday nights and occasionally a Monday night. Well, what's that? I feel like manks getting a little jilted and I'm quite peeved. I'm royally ticked. Let's see what happens next week. If it happens again... It's a jilting. I'm going to write a letter. And there's going to be letters. Yeah. And I know people. I know people who know people. Meaning I know you and you know people. Okay. That's good. So a hurricane was coming. Locked inside that gated community, she was still doomed. It had come. Another storm. Different in nature, but not in fury. It's good. Strong opener, Andrea. Strong. Mm -hmm. Well done, Andrea. Very well done. So we're in Florida. It's peak Florida. There are so many bags of wieners in this episode. It's not bags of wieners, though, because they're adults. So we need an adult term for a bag of wieners. It's like a straight up bag of hot dogs, bag of Polish sausage. I had a whole thing, though. I was going to say that multiple bags of wieners were going to call bows. We got a bows situation. Multiple bags of wieners. B-O-W. I don't even have time to say it. Because there's so many of them. I apologize. I didn't mean to interrupt your thing. Bows is good. Bowser's castle. Bowser. So (laughs) there's shockingly not a neck tattoo in sight, though. Lots of regular tattoos. I looked real hard for one because I'm like, please don't. Please don't. Please (laughs) don't prove her right. Please don't prove her right. And there wasn't one. I know. I was delighted. I know. So Kim was dating Derek Dorsey. He doesn't look like a Derek to me. He looks like a Tim. So. Oh, it's, I'm going to have trouble. Oh. I think your brain contagion is contagious to me. Sorry. How are, me. Can you spell the word because? Because it starts with that. It starts with you forgetting how to spell words that you've spelled your entire life. No, I still can't spell the same words that I was never able to spell. Then you're good. You're fine. So Derek is sitting with Andrea and doesn't appear to be in jail, but Dateline tricks us all the time. I thought the same thing. Looking, We were looking very hard. I was People looking on Twitter. Too. Okay, so they were looking as well? Okay, good. They were looking straight at Derek and they were not liking what they saw. Why? Behaviorally. Okay, well, we'll get there. I'm interested. 
So he proposed after seven years and she gave him a bracelet with the yes engraved on it. That was pretty sweet. Classy. Yeah. I, I was that. so delighted by that story. As long as he's been carrying the engagement ring in his pocket, mm-hmm. she's had this ID tag, silver ID bracelet with the word yes engraved into it. Do you think it was just like if they went to a special dinner or were going on a date, she was like, I'll just pop it in my purse. We'll see. I would carry it everywhere just because you wouldn't want to be without it. What if he tried to do a Jim and Pam and he did it at a gas station? Right. So maybe it just was in her purse and she just carried a big purse. She was a big purse gal, which definitely you could just fit a long skinny box. But that I'd never heard of. And I thought that was adorable because it gives him something to mark the moment too. It means Mm -hmm. she's probably pretty selfless. That's a very sweet thing to do. Mm -hmm. They honeymooned in Ireland, which I thought was very fun. And they tried the ancient sport falconry. That's how Andrea says it. I would have said falconry. I also had to look it up. Falconry? Yeah. I didn't know what it meant. How do you not know what that is? I feel like you're right there. Like right there. You are a Harry Potter fan. You are uh, a student of the Shakespeare. But it's about hunting. And I... No. Yes, it is. I thought it was training birds. Is it... No. Oh, is it hunting birds? See? It's using birds to hunt small animals. But they're your, but the birds are, you're not hunting the birds though. No, the bird is your pet and you train it to hunt animals and bring them back to you. Like vermin, like rabbits and mice and things. Small, whatever smaller, squirrels. Hmm. Yeah. Moles. Okay, got it. Yeah. He was a firefighter and a contractor and she was a civil engineer. She was bogged down with work and she was getting depressed. She was prescribed medication for depression, but it caused weight gain. And they made that seem like that was the worst problem in the world. And I was, I thought she looked great. I actually watched it twice. The second time I watched it, the weight gain comment didn't hit as hard as it did the first time. Didn't the first time they made it seem like, oh, God forbid. The first time I was just listening and I didn't actually see the scene. And so I was like, wait, what? Wait, why are we talking about this? I would not, and I thought immediately Kimberly would be so angry if I brought that up in her Dateline interview. But then I realized that actually Andrea asked the question. She leads him to it. She says, she says, but now she started having problems with it. Weight gain was a side effect. And I was like, Andrea, why is this, why are we hearing about this? It made her more depressed because she felt not good about herself, maybe. They didn't say that. What Andrea was trying to say was the side effects were worse than the, the problem. The cure is worse than the disease. But I'm feeling like that is the case if you become suicidal, which is definitely something that is warned with antidepressants. Right. That is a major. But weight gain, I'm thinking, is a pretty average side effect when you're put on a lot of different medications. Right. Yeah. And I wouldn't think it would be worse than the actual problem. So but who am I to judge? Whatever. You're not. But I think maybe if she was someone, maybe it did really affect her psyche. Yeah. If she took. Yeah. And then if your body is changing and you haven't made any changes to make it change besides going on a pill. Right. Very frustrating. Very frustrating. Yes. Again, didn't really know why we were talking about it. I didn't either. But she was trying to wean off the medication. Right. But it didn't seem like it was because of the weight gain. It seemed like it was causing her like to be more depressed. 
was the feeling I got after watching it the second time. Oh, okay. Because I thought it was maybe the weight gain that was making her trying to wean off of it. No, it's just what you remember from it. But watching it the second time, it was kind of like the stuff that she was stressed about at work. It was making it worse is what he says. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it stinks that they brought up weight gain because it's like what sticks in your mind. Yes, and it, it totally does. It wasn't the thing. Society, it's, why do you do this to why us? Why have you done this to us? So... She was trying to wean off the medication. The doctor had warned her, don't wean off too fast. Don't wean off by yourself. Very serious side effects can happen when you do. So they were watching a movie the night before on their entertainment center. She called it NASA because it had too many remotes and she thought it was very confusing. And they had hired a guy to come to the house the day before to simplify it. I was a little confused by that because she's a civil engineer and I would just think she would be like really good at stuff like that. But she's a civil engineer. She tracks storms and things. She's a weather person. But she knows how the buildings will hold up in tornadoes and stuff like that. So my guess is if you are that person, you have so much on your plate and so much on your mind. Mm -hmm. That if all of a sudden you have to go home and there's this super crazy technical thing, we're using this remote for this, that remote for that, this, this, this to get to the shows that you want to watch. Right. You don't have time for it. You have space in your brain for that. You're tracking hurricane whatever. Yeah. Okay. So they watched a movie. She went to bed. He went to work the next day for a 24 hour shift at the firehouse. He came home from work from his 24 hour shift and he found her on the floor. He did CPR and he called 911, but it's too late. He thinks she killed herself. There's blood everywhere. And he's crying real tears with Andrea. Absolutely. However, let's just say people on Twitter were universally suspicious of him and they thought he was acting. No one bought his tears. Oh, I'm a sucker. I thought he did it, but I did think he was crying. You you said you thought he did it, though. I thought that we were going to come back around to him and there was going to be something. The scrunching of the face, it seemed like painful. Yeah, like someone who's really sad, who's actually sad. And on Dateline, we're not used to that. And so when we see it in a husband, we go, he did it. And someone who is showing so much emotion. So much emotion, like he needed the vapors. It's the single tear. He's an emotional guy. I kind of got that out of it, that he kind of runs hot and cold and is kind of like a ball of emotion. Right. So I thought it was really sad. Him describing the scene to me must have been a personal hell on top of a personal hell because he is trained to save people's lives, like Andrea said. Right. And he cannot save the one person that matters. Right. So you felt bad for him. I did. And I was very confused as to why he thought she killed herself right off the bat with a knife, because we know that no one's doing that. And there's like a knife on the floor. And he's like, she killed herself with a knife. And I'm like, what? No, she didn't, man. What are you talking about? She's naked and he covers her up because of decorum, he says. And no one's killing themselves naked as well. We've discussed this. We have discussed this many times. Women especially, I do not think, kill themselves naked. So the detectives come to the scene to make sure that it's a suicide. Mm -hmm. They see a dog statue by the front door, which is kicked over. They find a bloody knife, blood spatter, gunshots in the wall, a pink-handled gun, which I got very excited because of the pink gun mystery, which was a manky, a broken pool cue. So right away they realize it's a violent murder scene, and we wonder, is Derek just upset, or is he covering up a violent attack? Right. Or is he just not a very observant firefighter? I think he is so zoned in at the one moment, but why he didn't at some point kind of look up and start to look around. But he did at some point think that she had shot herself. 
He seemed to be confused about what her injury was, and I'm actually confused about how she died. How did she die? I'll tell you. I think I'll tell you. For cause of death? Maybe. So one thing that's super weird, there's several things, but the main weird thing that is like the crux of what is happening in this episode. The crux of the weird? The crux of the weird is that the sink is filled with remote controls, a cell phone, and what appears to be a tub of country crock. No, an empty tub of country crock. So what you do with country crock after it's worn out is you save those tubs because they're Tupperware. So it was the Tupperware version of the country crock. Did you know that? Because it was like cleaned out. Mm-hmm. Did I know what? That people reuse containers? Specifically country crock I've seen multiple times. That's why. <laughs> and I didn't know if you were a country crock family. I'm not a country crock family, but I do know that people save those containers. Those specifically for some reason. I think they're real good. Okay. They're sturdy. So remote controls in the sink, odd. But that's why he thought she did it, because she hated the thing. She killed herself because she hated the entertainment unit so much. It's all tied in together. You're already having like kind of misfirings, right? You know, I've had technical difficulties so bad that I've screamed out loud and thrown things. Yes. Not killed myself. Because if you kill yourself, the entertainment center wins. Yeah, if you kill yourself, AT&T wins. So don't do that. And they don't care. Wrongful death suit is not going to happen. So their drawers open. There's a cigarette butt. Someone was there. It's a gated neighborhood, but the gate was open. So that's helpful. That's a ton of gated neighborhoods, though. I've seen a ton of neighborhoods in Los Angeles with gates that are just like, come on in. So there's no forced entry. Kim let them in or they let themselves in. Her yellow Hummer was still there. There's still the big screen TV Rolex watch. So they're like staged robbery. A box of Rolex watches. Multiples. How is he affording all this? His construction business must, firemen do not make that much. She makes a lot though. But firemen do kind of make a lot, but contracting must make a ton. A ton, yeah. And she might have done weirdly well as a civil engineer. And they don't have children. So that's the key, right? The biggest money thing that you spend on is kids. That's the key to a lot of things. Sorry, I'm just kidding, everybody. So they thought the person knew Kim because it was very violent. I found, I hope you're not going to make fun of me, hot cop who kind of looks like Vin Diesel. And I don't normally like Vin Diesel. You're talking about like the main detective? The bald detective. Him and his partner who was giant, who looked like he was like 6'6". He's a teddy bear. Of a man. And a gorgeous face. I liked both of them very much. Well, you can have him. I'll take Vin Diesel. I like that mix, except I had it reversed that you would go with him because you are very small and he's very tall. And you know I love that. So I was very Yeah, but I just watched this episode of Married at First Sight and they had a two-foot height difference Mm -hmm. and it looked very painful for her neck. Yeah, I have neck problems. I thought he was like a Luther. So, and my mom just started watching Luther and I immediately said... Oh, let me guess. Is Luther your boyfriend? And she goes, maybe. Maybe. He's all of our boyfriends. And that's exactly what I told her. I said, you and the rest of America. And she was like, what? He was people's sexiest man alive. She didn't know that. She thought that like she was the only one that liked him. (laughs) And she was like, I thought she legitimately thought. She needs to watch The Office and she can fight Kelly and Angela for it. I thought I had found my new boyfriend. And I was like, mom, everyone loves him. And she was like, 
Oh, well, that's disappointing. A hidden gem. She was the only person who had found something special in Idris Elba. And I I think I ruined her month. I may have ruined her summer. She's just a basic bee like the rest of us. She is. She was so convinced that like, oh, he's mine. Oh. <laughs> um, so Derek has an alibi. He was at the firehouse for a 24-hour shift. But they have been having problems. He tells the detective right away they had problems. They had not had sex in a long time. Weeks? That bums me out. When he said weeks, I was like, that's not a long time. I thought he was going to say months. I thought he was going to say years. Years? I thought he was going to say it's been a year. It's been at least a year. Maybe they used to be a lot more active. But when he said it's been a few weeks, I was like, man, how long have you been married? Right. And you both have stressful jobs? Yeah. Get real with this. They must have been like rabbits before. I don't know. Were you surprised by weeks? I was was a little surprised by weeks. Okay, good. Okay. So Vin Diesel says, were either of you stepping out? Which I do love that expression. Mm -hmm. I'm not for cheating, but I enjoy that expression. He said, do you have a girlfriend? And he said, there's a lot going on there. So he had a girlfriend. He was leading a double life. Mark it off your bingo cards, people. Mm -hmm. Also, if you're new here, the bingo cards are on our website, adatewithdateline.com. I'm sorry, but not a full double life. He didn't have like a family and children elsewhere. Dateline made it seem like he was leading a double life. Do we find out about the miniature schnauzers at this point? When do we find out about them? Oh, yeah, earlier. Miniature schnauzers. They have three dogs, no children. But they did say that they were her babies. And I thought, oh, Kimberly will love that. Which begs the question, where were they? Oh, they're with him. They're with the dad. No, not now. Like, they weren't with him at the fire station. So were they inside the house or were they outside the house? She was sleeping. I would think they would be inside the house. We, we don't know if she was sleeping. We think she was sleeping. I'm assuming they had the kind of yard where the dogs could be outside for a long period of time. And then they just unlock the doggy door and the dogs run in or whatever. But I'm assuming they probably have a nice manicured lawn with, like, the doggies can run and sleep and drink water and play outside. It's a lovely house. It is. Did they bark, you know? Oh, I'm sure they did, but don't miniature dogs like that bark all the time? So the neighbors wouldn't think anything was odd, and they were used to people coming in and out, certain people? That is sizest towards little dogs, but it's, yes, usually true. Not with Griffey, though, when he was by himself. You're right. Griffey was very well-trained, and he was just a good boy. So we meet the assistant state attorney, who I love, obsessed, London kite she was awesome london kite also we love a woman of color and power and i googled her because i hoped that i wasn't going to be praising her and then like she was defending bad people or something you know she's in florida Huey gotta check yeah how was she like she's casey anthony's new attorney (laughs) be like crap she's now a judge all right good for her it's the most amazing name it's like flying a kite through london It's very cool. Very cool. So cool. So they're concerned that Derek covered up her body when he kind of should have known better. But he was acting more as a husband, not as a firefighter. His alibi checks out. So they think he's not involved, but they're not sure. Maybe they have a hitman situation. Then we find out that a neighbor saw a small SUV pull up outside the house and it was mysterious. Andrea says the house is ready to tell us a whole lot more. I was like, I cannot wait, Andrea. Tell us everything, house. Dish it, girlfriend. Hmm. Speaking of dishes. 
Mm. Let's talk HelloFresh. Yes. America's number one meal kit delivery service. HelloFresh has more five-star recipes than any other meal kit. They have family-friendly recipes, low-cal recipes, vegetarian recipes, all delicious, all are ready in 30 minutes. With all the time you'll save grocery shopping and prepping, you can work a 24-hour shift at the firehouse, own a construction business, and have an affair. And maybe you'll even have time to try falconry. It's literally the only way that it makes sense for Derek to have time for all of this that he had going on was using HelloFresh. Absolutely. Also, HelloFresh promotes sustainability. Their carbon footprint is 25% lower than store-bought grocery-made meals. On the menu this week, they have, for vegetarians, roasted pepper cavatappi, Milano. (laughs) All of their recipes are really colorful with new flavors. It takes me outside my comfort zone, and I'm finding out that I really like all of these different things. Very cool. Our listeners can try out HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, by going to hellofresh.com forward slash date dateline 10 and use the code date dateline 10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. That's hellofresh.com forward slash date dateline 10 and use code date dateline 10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. Keep it fresh with HelloFresh. You're so fresh, girl. Ring, ring. Hello? Fresh. That was totally improv and we did it perfectly. I didn't know where you were going with Ring Ring, and then I got it. I'm so proud of us. We are in sync today. Thank you, HelloFresh. Thank you, HelloFresh. So Andrea calls this situation a real puzzle, but not a real whodunit. So I'm sorry about that, bingo players. They think that she was killed right after Derek left for work. She has blunt force trauma to the head and stabbed in the neck. So that was the final cause of death. Blunt force trauma to the head and stabbed in the neck with the pool cue. Hit with the pool cue over the head, stabbed with the knife. Then we meet a detective, Karen Smith, who wants to see the manager of crime because she has a complaint and she's taking Andrea to the crime scene to return something after the return window. And she is (laughs) going to push it through somehow. No, she's a good Karen. Oh, I loved her. Yeah, she's great. I want her to be a regular and help us analyze crime scenes. So she's analyzing the blood spatter using string and 3D diagrams. We only get to briefly see it. I really wish we had gotten more. I love that stuff. Agreed. It was purple string also. And I thought red was the standard, but that is just on television, I guess. I think red is the standard for FBI and for murderers. Like if you're tracking the murderer of your husband slash son slash sister then you use red string. But official, they use the royal purple. Interesting. Kim had just gotten out of bed. This is conjecture. I don't totally get how they know that because she could have gone to another room and then come back to that room. She was walking from the bed area, they think. Do we see her pajamas? Is that why? No, this is all because he had just left for work and she was asleep. And she usually would sleep late. They think she got out of bed and she was all of a sudden sucker punched to the nose and her nose had a lot of damage to it. And that means the person let themselves in. So that means the person has a key somehow. Mm. Karen gets down on the floor to complain to the bloodstain on the carpet and points out some stuff and points out to Andrea that she was zip tied to a dresser. 
And then she blacked out. And they think that's when the person went through the drawers and ransacked the house. But then Kim woke up and she got the gun that was conveniently in that dresser drawer that she was tied to. And she points out the door of the bedroom, but you can't see well because she was punched in the face. She fires five times and the gun was empty and she missed. That's like a horror movie. This whole thing is a horror movie. Can you imagine how scared she must have been? And then when you hear the click and you're out of bullets. And you're out of bullets. She gets up and she tosses the gun and she opens the curtains and because there's blood stains on the curtains. So she's trying to get out through the bedroom window, but he came back. Like, I got goosebumps. It's so, it's, it's so scary. It's like a scream movie. It's horrifying. And it's real life. This happened to her. Oh, my God. And so he pulls her down and he beats her with the pool cue and stabbed her. She fought really, really hard. The knife came from the kitchen. So they think the killer knows the house. And I was like, well, that's every kitchen has a knife. So, But the pool cue was also from the house. And the zip ties came from the house, too. So the person really did kind of know the house. So Derek starts talking about who it could possibly be. He tells the police about a guy who did construction and lived with them. He's named Lance Kirkpatrick. But Derek says there's no way he would take a bullet for Kim. There's no way. Because they were friends. They were friends and he lived with them for a while. But anyways, he's in Georgia shrimping, which I guess means working on a shrimp boat. It's Florida, girl. Florida. But he's in Georgia shrimping. Georgia. (laughs) So he's adult bag of wieners, A-bow, number one, correct? Yes. And we didn't like bag of sausage? No, no I don't like that. I like um, maybe a briefcase of wieners because they're more grown up. Or um, attache attache case of wieners. I like that better. Fancy. I think it's got to be like a suitcase or a duffel of wieners. A duffel of wieners. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, they're not carrying briefcases or attache cases. No, they're carrying a duffel. All right. So then we meet duffel of wieners, <laughs> number two, Joshua Veal, a young guy who helped out at the job site and also stayed with them for a few months. So they have a big house and no children, so they can welcome people into their home whenever they want. He's just welcoming troubled young men to stay at his house with his wife. No, but he's there, too. He's there, too, but he works for 24-hour shifts at the firehouse. Yeah, that is weird. I would be annoyed. I'm too scared to be nice. I'm too scared to be a good Samaritan. Yeah, I get it. So Josh got into drugs, so they kicked him out of the house. And he was charged with drug possession and released only one day before the murder. So he's looking good. So Derek said just before he found Kim, so this is after his shift at the firehouse, he stopped by a drugstore called Kangaroo Express to pick up Josh for a job, but he didn't show up. Very suspicious. Derek calls Josh later and they set up a meeting to talk and the police are going to bombard him, basically. So they bring him in. He also sits down with Andrea and doesn't appear to be in jail. He's dressed all right. He's dressed okay. They bring him in to talk. He doesn't even know Kim is dead at this point. He says, I overslept and that's why I wasn't at the kangaroo, because I guess that's what you call it. The detective asks about Kim, what did you think of her looks? And that is just a weird question and it gets weirder. He says, well, from a one to 10, would I hit it? Eight, because he's a 
Charmer. He is a bag of wieners. If anyone ever gives me a rating on Dateline, which is disgusting, and you should never do it, edit it out if it is less than a seven. Just saying right now. What if they ask me to rate you? What if they say, Katie, on a scale, what would you give Kimberly in the looks department? (laughs) If you say less than seven, I hope they edit it out. That's what I'm going to say. A 10, Josh. A 10. (laughs) And personality, 12. I know you said going to 10. That's why I said 12. And personality, there is no chart. (laughs) Off the charts. (laughs) So Joshua says, Kim never came on to me. I wish. Did you have sex with her? I wish. That kind of rang true. As soon as he started saying that, I'm like, he's not our man. Move on. On to the next. No one is that douchey when they just murdered someone. And you buy it. He clearly has no idea what's happened here. Yeah. So he says, well, I have some bad news. Something happened to Kim. And that's when it hits him. And he starts crying. And I mean, he says, he says, I just talked to Derek. What do you mean something happened to Miss Kim? And I was like, my heart a little like. Yeah, Miss Kim. Miss Kim's too much. Because he's like a total bag of wieners douchebag. Yet he really liked Miss Kim. Well, a a lot of the bag of wieners have a heart. Mm -hmm. They're just wayward. It got me. When the detective says he cried like we told him his mom had died. Yeah. I was like, that is so sad. And he's like, not Miss Kim, not Miss Kim. And I got a little teary. And mm-hmm. he hits the table and he's just like, he's he's real crying. And I did not feel that from Derek and his tears that people were not impressed with. I did. I think that Twitter is tainting you. Being tainted by the twit. We're all jaded on twit. So Hot Vin Diesel detective thinks he's probably innocent. Then he says, you wouldn't catch me here if you if I knew someone was trying to hurt Kim or Derek. Meaning like I would go, I would yeah. be out there killing them. Right. And he says that was a good woman. Oh, uh, Joshua. So the police take Derek back to the house and they have him walk through the house to look for things that are different. And he doesn't know why the remotes are in the sink. They go to the TV room. And because the remotes were in the sink, the detectives ask him to turn on the TV using the remote because they're just like, how are these remotes involved somehow? Turns on the TV and it shows the menu for a porn movie that's in the DVD player. And Derek is Is like- Is it DVD or is it DVR? No, DVD. Someone brought a porn into the house. Yes. It's really weird. Are you sure? Positive. God, that's creepy. All right. Yeah. Derek goes- that's not my porn. He goes, that's your killer. And I was like, sure, Derek. And you read Playboy for the articles. What? No, I thought for sure. <laughs> no, he's telling the truth. It's really not him. Yeah, yeah. But every guy says that. Well, I thought it was more telling that he said, that's not my porn. Like his- I have other porn. Right. That's not his porn. Right. I think that's the most important. The detective said the hair stood up on his neck, which I thought maybe I should add to the bingo cards. Hair on neck or, f- or arms or goosebumps. That's a great ad. I totally condone that if I am the person that says yeah, yay or nay, but I feel like it's Twitter and not me. You have a say. I get a say. What does my percentage say compared to Twitter? I get a 10% and they get a 90? Something like that. They're the people. We have to listen to the people. There are some of the people. I'm another of the people. Derek mentions the guy. <laughs> it's 2020. None of us know. We don't know. And I can't, I, I'm losing my spelling skills. We, I don't know. I might be a robot. 
Tarek mentions the guy who did the setup for the TV the day before the murder, and his name is JR. I feel like JRs are bad news on Datelines. JRs are bad news sometimes in real life. There's a JR at my high school. <laughs> oh, not good. So they go to investigate JR, who is in his shop when Andrea interviews him. We are just meeting suspect after suspect who is maybe not in jail, and it's getting frustrating. He's kind of a bag of wieners, just kind of dumb, nice guy, maybe not bag of wieners. I would not call him bag of wieners at all. He's just a working guy. I don't, I just didn't get that vibe from him, but I'll defer to you because I only have a 10% stake. So he's not as bag of wieners as the other bag of wieners for sure. Like not even close. I know. I think he's a fairly nice guy. I'll give him a point just because he's a guy and he's on Dateline. And he lives in Florida. And he lives in Florida. He gets a point one just for that. I feel like that's fair. Thank you. <laughs> he notices that there was tension when he was at the house fixing the TV between Kim and Derek. She went to the gym and said goodbye, and Derek didn't say goodbye back. So he's a cable guy and a marriage counselor. Speaking of counselors, let's talk better help. Yes. Are you feeling so guilty from cheating on your wife that you surround yourself with bags of wieners to make yourself feel better about yourself and let them live in your house? BetterHelp is the answer. BetterHelp offers therapy with a licensed professional therapist in the privacy of your own home. It's a way to conveniently connect to a therapist in an online environment. And usually it takes weeks, even months to get a therapist. This way you can start communicating with a therapist in under 24 hours. You can schedule weekly phone or video sessions, but you can also send a message to your counselor at any time. Like you feel like you're too emotionally involved in the marriage of the people whose TV you're fixing. I need to talk to a therapist about that. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Counselors specialize in all kinds of issues like depression, stress, relationships, trauma, love triangles. BetterHelp is easy. It's totally affordable. It's confidential. What are you waiting for? We want you to live a happier life starting today. As a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com forward slash dateline. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, go to betterhelp.com forward slash dateline because everyone can use a little better help today. Thank you, BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp. Do you find it weird that the cable guy in all essence he's a cable guy yeah is noticing marital tension yeah because i've had all kinds of jobs so i would say i would be bummed out if i worked at like say a starbucks and i noticed marital tension and somebody on a podcast somewhere was being a meanie and said okay like this barista would notice that they have marital tension he's a person of course he would notice why wouldn't he notice? He knew Derek and worked on other jobs for him. But I mean, how much time is he spending? There? Are they, they're not like fighting in front of them. That's not what he said. He said it was tense when he was there. Right. He felt tense. He didn't say for the last 10 years, they've been really struggling or really going downhill. <laughs> he said, he said what happened was like, she said, okay, I'm going to the gym. And he said, oh, bye. See you later. Mm -hmm. He was all friendly. And Derek was just focused and didn't even like turn around, didn't say goodbye, didn't say anything. That's weird. The thing that we come to learn about JR or what I felt about JR is that he doesn't seem to be a very reactionary person. 
he's very like, oh, I can see that. So I feel like it must have been pretty tense for him to notice. It must have been super awkward in that household. It must have been awkward if one person is saying goodbye to you as you're leaving and it's not the husband. It's the cable guy. (laughs) The cable guy. What I'm picturing is a bye, see you later, pause, pause. Oh, God, it's so awkward. No one said, oh, no. Oh, God, the husband's not going to say, oh, it's like the bless you thing. Oh, it happened on Seinfeld. George was said bless you because the husband didn't say bless you. Mm -hmm. And then he pointed out, oh, I I had to say something. I saw the husband wasn't going to say anything. And then she cheats with George because he said bless you. Yeah. This is how it all starts with a goodbye or a bless you. See, I feel like he's totally qualified. It's a thing that happened, right? Mm-hmm. Was Twitter giving him a hard time? Because I don't like that. I feel like he's qualified. No. Oh, okay, good. So Vin Diesel asked JR, <laughs> do you have the hots for Kim? And I was like, no, but I have the hots for you, sir. He says, no. They tell him Kim was killed and he didn't show really any emotion, which they thought was weird. Because he didn't know her. Right? But he, he didn't really know her. He knew Derek. But still, someone has died. And you were just at the house. I don't think I would cry. No, I don't mean cry, but I mean like I would have a reaction. Did he go, oh, man. No, I don't think he did it. Because when Andrea tells him things, he also does. I think he's just not a, a big reaction guy. Yeah. He's the opposite of Derek, shall we say. So he has cuts on his hands, JR. And he says he got them on the job, which actually makes perfect sense. They realized that later because he works with wires and things. He also works with zip ties. So he's a suspect. And Andrea is telling him in his shop, she's saying, you know, Kim really fought for her life. There was a big struggle. And that's why the scratches on your hands were so important. And he's like, wow, like (laughs) no reaction. And then she says, did you realize Derek was pointing the finger at you, telling the police about you? And he's like, that's interesting. I had I had no idea. So he thought that Derek should probably be a suspect because in his opinion, Derek kind of had a short fuse, saying that from the guy who does wiring installations. He knows fuses. Ha! They take JR's fingerprints and DNA. He gives them willingly. And Andrea says, there's a lot of things that point the finger at you. And he says, I can see that. He's very calm. He's so And I was like, can you, JR? The detectives check out JR and his alibi and they mark him off the list. Good for JR. We like JR. I do. I did like JR. I had no issues with him or Joshua, but I think Joshua needs to stop doing drugs. I'm worried this is going to send him into a tailspin. I think he was already on that path. Unless he decides to maybe clean up his life for Kim. He seems like a sweet guy who just likes to rank women by their looks and their hitability. Nothing wrong with that. I feel bad for him. So a lady in Jacksonville reports her car stolen and her report goes through the channels and an eagle-eyed criminal analyst happens to see the name of the suspected car thief of an SUV and it is Lance Kirkpatrick, the one who Derek said would take a bullet for Kim, who was shrimping, shrimp, all shrimping all the time. So how is he stealing an SUV if he was shrimping? We see a picture. He has a snake shoulder tattoo in the little bit that we see of him. He looks like another bow. So Lance had taken a car from a house party and never returned it. He had said, I'm going to take the car to go score some drugs. And then he just never came back with the car or the drugs. 
and no one knows where he is now. And the other detective, the Vin Diesel, I'm sorry, the Idris, is he says he talks about putting puzzle pieces together. So I think you can mark missing puzzle piece off your bingo cards because mm-hmm. we never get that one and I want to take it off. So the detectives find the SUV on surveillance footage going into the gated neighborhood, but they can't see who's driving it. So that's not enough. Vin Diesel calls the Coast Guard and he can't get any, there's no manifest for these shrimp boats. They don't keep regular lists of who's on these shrimp boats. No, they don't care. They don't care. They are led to another guy at the house party. Bag of Wieners number 3.1. Brian Kiefer, a.k.a. Money. And not like big money, just money. Why is he called money? We don't find out the real reason. He runs a building reno company. He runs a building renovation business. And so that's why they think that the drug dealers call him money because they think he's flowing in cash. Do you think he's flowing in cash? I mean, his tattoos look expensive, but do you think he's rolling in cash? Compared to Lance? Compared to Derek, his attitude and general demeanor in the interview that we see with him does not lead me to believe that he is made of money. But he could just be on drugs. Wow. So we see him at a cafe talking on a phone. Oh, yeah. So he's not in jail. Or maybe this is filmed before he goes to jail. Dayline's faking us out every which way. He's probably in jail. So they pull in Brian money at a McDonald's. And I was right away like, I hope they let him finish his fries because there's nothing worse than those cold fries. But then I was so distracted because right away we see him in his interrogation. We have our second shirtless interrogation of the season. His shirt's there. I saw his shirt. It's like hanging off his belt. So he wasn't shirtless at McDonald's. So he took it off or they took it off to look at cuts. No, he just wasn't wearing it. I don't know if McDonald's in Florida holds to the no shirt, no shoes, no service. I think they just don't get business if they keep that rule. They had one that said no bath salts and they had to take that down because they went out of business. See, you can't come in if you're nude. Your privates have to be covered. Yes, so he's shirtless. Also, he's extremely ripped and his pants are running low. And I was like, how is he so ripped and eating at McDonald's? And I said, maybe it was his cheat day. You haven't seen a lot of drug people, have you? Most of the time, they're sort of that skinny drug ripped because they have a lot of energy. So they're doing a lot of stuff all the time. So they're kind of weirdly fit and they're very thin. But I thought they don't like to eat that much. Because drugs don't make them hungry. That's not all the time. Everything's firing faster. Well, he is firing so fast that he cannot stand to sit in his interrogation. How are they not arresting him for being high? (laughs) Like, what's the issue here? I was confused. I was like, are we going to arrest him? I'm glad they didn't because they get information. And he seems to be willing to talk. As long as he's allowed to stand up shirtless, he'll talk to them. He asks, can I stand? Isn't can that what he I said? stand? He doesn't want to sit. He's like Dwight Schrute. Yeah, except not at all. <laughs> except not at all. Except that Dwight Schrute also likes to stand because he wants to be on alert at all times. So Brian says that he was hanging out with Lance that weekend. Also, Lance goes by LJ. So we have RJ, Money, 
LJ and Skeeter. Skeeter. So he remembers Lance stealing the SUV from the party and not coming back. And he remembers so clearly because he spent $480 for four hours in a taxi cab riding around town looking for the SUV and Brian and never found Brian. Nobody else has a car. You have to get a taxi cab. Is that around what it would cost also? You don't give up after four an hour. How big is the town? It's Jacksonville. It's pretty big. That's weird. I'm just saying that's weird. Yeah, no one else had a car and was willing to drive you around that you had to spend almost $500. But he's money. You know, he's flush. He doesn't care. He's dropping hundos in that taxi. I'm just thinking of all any more lingo I can say. <laughs> I think I'm out, though. That I think good. that was all I had. It was a strong performance. Okay. So the next day, Lance called him to meet at a gas station. And he goes and he notices that Lance's hand is injured. Also, he's still shirtless while telling us all of this information. And standing. And standing. So he says to Brian, I murdered someone and I'm going to prison. He says, I let myself into my boss's house and she confronted me and it got violent. I hit her with a pool stick. So right away you're like, I don't think the police released that. He must know something for real. And he was shot at five times. She shot at him five times. Again, I don't think that anyone else would know that. Yeah. So Brian also knew about the electronics in the sink, which the police also had not re- released they said to they the public. They did not release that, yeah. So Lance really is the killer, or Brian is the killer, and is saying that Lance told him all this stuff, but he knows because he was there doing it. Something that like really bothered me the first time, and it bothered me again the second time, is that when he's describing the cuts on Lance's hands... yeah. Did you see what the prosecutor said? She's like, it's okay if you can't recall which hand. And he says, well, I know he hits with his right hand, but I feel like the cuts were maybe on his left hand. And she says again, it's really okay if you just can't recall. And he goes, okay, I can't recall. So whatever they needed for their whatever, she needed him to not say which hand. And I thought it was so fascinating to me. I was like, Don't lead him. What are you doing? No, I thought it was the opposite of leading him. I think they could tell that he couldn't remember what hand and they don't want him to guess because if he guesses and it's wrong, then that may the defense could come after him and say his story doesn't add up because the cuts were on the other hand. Got it. Okay, but he was kind of trying to remember and they kept she kept cutting him off. But this was a few weeks ago at this point and he's on drugs. I think they're taught, at least from what I've seen, like Bob Ruff say and stuff, it's like you don't want them to guess because that's bad. It's like the SAT. You just leave it blank. (laughs) Don't don't guess. No, I think you're supposed to guess, aren't you? I don't remember. It's one of the other. Is you're either supposed to or totally or leave it blank. So one of those is the right answer, kids. Probably changed since we've taken the SAT. Definitely. The whole scoring system has changed since we took the test. Yeah. Never mind. Oh, God. This was shocking to me. The pool cue was over $1,000. That was shocking. Is that normal? I have no idea. I know that that stuff is kind of expensive. Because don't you at least have four? And so you're spending four grand alone just on the pool cues and not on the table. I would think a pool cue was expensive if it was over $100, to be honest. I don't know enough about pool, but I was like, thousand? You made, like, Daddy Warbucks? How do you have that money? That's crazy. They They had a lot of money. They did. They had a lot of stuff. But I'm thinking that also they were probably 
hollowed out in a way or like made of something that made them like aerodynamically. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure professional pool players have expensive pool cues. That's like, oh, yeah, set. they're made of certain wood and it's like a Harry Potter wand. It's got to be right. They never said that they were like in that into pool, but we don't know anything about them. Maybe they were. Maybe they were part of a club or something. But he's having all these drug addict douches over at the house. Why would you have this expensive pool table stuff? I thought the exact same thing myself. I'm like, are you just like a super trusting guy? You're having all these people who are like kind of clearly meth addicts hanging around your stuff. And if there's one thing that I know about meth addicts is they really like to take stuff that doesn't belong to them. To buy more meth. To get money to buy meth. So they find Lance and Andrea says they find Lance once thought to be at sea. <laughs> like it was a, a, a Herman Melville novel. It was so good. I, lo- I wish she was wearing one of her. Remember, she used to wear a lot of sea stuff like anchors kind of. It felt very nautical. We called it her nautical collection. She hasn't worn that in a while. So Lance said he goes over to the house to pay back some money he had borrowed. He said it was the day of the Georgia-Florida game. By the way, this whole thing happened Georgia-Florida weekend, which is huge football weekend, and they show clips and they talk about it a lot. And I just didn't mention it because it's sports. And I forgot about it till you just mentioned it. So there we go. <laughs> sports. Yeah. So Lance knows there's supposed to be a key under the dog statue. But the key wasn't there. Also, don't tell the police that you know how to let yourself into the house. But how does Lance know that? That means that they're letting all these guys stay at the house, showing them where the spare key is. Maybe he gave them their own keys, not changing the locks after these guys move out, after they're caught using drugs. But no, Lance didn't have like any problems. Lance didn't, but Joshua did. Joshua used drugs and that and he was kicked out. I feel like he lets these guys stay in the house, which is a nice thing to do, but it doesn't seem very smart and not that they all have access to the keys after they're gone. No, it's not good. It makes me very nervous. Yes. Change your locks. So Andrea says this detective wasn't about to let this sleeping dog lie. And I was like, bow wow, Andrea, because there's bows in this episode. Trying to make it work. It's not working. I don't like it that much. I'm so sorry. I, I'm trying to like you it. You need to come up with something better. Okay. B-O-W's. It's maybe is what it's going to have to be. We'll, we'll come up with it. So the detective says, I haven't shown you all that I have. Do you play cards? If I show you my hand, do you think I'm going to win? And <laughs> Lance right. is like, I don't really play car- I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Is that the point that Lance says, I think I'm not going to say anything else? Yeah. He stops yeah. talking completely. He didn't okay. like the poker conversation. It made him too nervous. Yeah. It made him too uncomfortable. Yeah. So they are able to clear Brian, which mm-hmm. is good, but they look through Derek's finances. They want to see if he paid Lance a big sum of money recently, but also they're looking to see if he had any life insurance on Kim. And... He didn't, so he doesn't seem to have a money motive here. So he's cleared. And I was like, it's not the husband? Shocker. Here's the deal. Why don't we get to meet the mistress? Because I think she's no longer the mistress, and she's embarrassed. Do we know that she's no longer the mistress? Just At no point does he say that I had an affair. I thought he said, I have a girlfriend. I don't know. 
I would not want to be on Dateline if I was the mistress. But isn't that one of the motives? I don't know if the police looked at her or if she had a husband, but they already pretty much know it's Lance at this point. But before this, I hope they looked at her. But before this, no, I mean, it would be a motive for Derek. If they can't find life insurance, there's got to be a reason why he's killing her or having her killed, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. But they can't find any payments to Lance or anything. Got it. I'm assuming. They don't really say that. They mostly just talk about the life insurance. But here's the thing which people on Twitter brought up. Why does Derek say that he's out on a shrimp boat? Why does he give Lance an alibi? Because Lance told him that's where he was. Or Mm -hmm. was he in on it and he asked Lance to do it? I see what you're saying. My gut assumption was that that's what Lance had told him, where Lance had told him he was. Mm -hmm. Because he didn't want to come to some party that he was having for the Super Bowl. He wanted to go smoke meth with his meth friends. He didn't want to hang out with Derek because Derek's a square. But Derek was not, it wasn't the Super Bowl and Derek was at work the whole time. Then I don't know. I don't know why Lance lied to him. Was Lance on a shrimp boat and then got kicked off the shrimp boat? That's very likely. Yeah, I think that's highly likely. But also, are they the kind of friends where they talk constantly? Like, does Derek call Lance every day? He would take a bullet for Kim. But that doesn't mean that they talk every day. Do you know what I'm saying? How close of friends were they? Derek seems to have a Rolodex of young men who are troubled. I'm sorry, Lance didn't seem that young to me. Lance seemed to be in his late 30s. Is Lance not in his late 30s? Was he like 28? He looks more like his, like, 28 to me. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, I, you're right. Then he does have a Rolodex of young men. For some reason, I just assumed Lance, Lance seems so much older to me than Josh. But how and old did Brian seem to you? Money seemed like 34. And then Lance seemed like 37. Am I totally wrong? No. Are they different? They're probably much younger. You know what? Younger. With all the drugs, it's hard to tell how old somebody is. That's true. It also ages you a lot. So, yeah, they could have been 18. We have no idea. <laughs> I have no That's idea. totally possible. Okay, not Derek. We don't think Kimberly's still suspicious. They call Derek and they tell him we arrested Lance. And he says, what for? Because it doesn't even occur to him that he could have done that. And he says he howled like an animal caught in a trap and that it was the betrayal of it. Also, he said he would take a bullet for Kim. But ironically... That is not, she shot at him. And if he had taken the bullet, she would probably still be alive. So it's terrible. We go to trial. Now, Brian Kiefer Sutherland, money himself, takes the stand and tells how Lance admitted everything. Now, if you had told me when we met him that Brian, a.k.a. money, a.k.a. shirtless on drugs, would be the hero of this episode, I would have known it because Florida So Lance's DNA was found on Kim's body, the pool cue, and he left that cigarette butt there. We didn't really need Brian money anyways, because we were going to get to Lance, because I'm assuming Lance has a record. And the minute they run the DNA, they would have found Lance. If he has a record. Well, he did. Yes. No, you're right. He did have not a record yet, but they were suspecting him of stealing that car. But who knows what else he's done? You're right. They would have gotten him eventually when they had gotten the DNA hits back. Yeah. Yeah. So I take it back. Brian, you're not a hero. Yeah. Done nothing good. No. Put your shirt on. Yeah. So Kim had a no smoking rule in the house. 
And she was furious because he would smoke in the house. And that's why they kicked him out, which makes the whole thing with the cigarette butt at the scene like an evil sort of F you kind of. Absolutely. It's so not right. It's really sick. Derek is crying and hiccuping and saying the devil's in the details. And he wants to know all the details of everything that happened to her during the trial. Lance takes the stand in an ill-fitting suit. Also, he looks like a totally different person. Every time I see a photo of him and then I see him in trial, totally different person. It's very confusing. We're seeing all these guys with no shirts or with tank tops, and then all of a sudden they're in suits, and you're like, I don't know who you are. And sometimes they're on drugs, sometimes they're not on drugs. It's like very confusing. So he has this defense attorney who is also wearing... That's a huge sparkly necklace like she took after the one from last time. Not as big. It was thick, though. She's wearing statement jewelry, but it's not as... I did not think she was as in your face as the Sparkle Queen. No, no. She was more reserved. She says that he was trying to protect himself from Kim, who was irate and shooting at him. And she was on medication that can cause you to be homicidal. And she was in a rage. And so he had to protect her by attacking her and beating her to death. He had to protect himself. Himself. And Andrea is looking just so deadpan. If there's a deadpan emoji, that's what her face looks like. She wasn't having it. And so when he takes the stand, he says, well, she never kicked me out. I just chose to live somewhere else. Then he sits down with Andrea and he tells her that he didn't go over there to pay back money. He went over there to get his Georgia jersey for the football game. Okay. He had knocked on the door and she let him in, even though he told the police that he knocked on the door and she didn't answer the door, but it was unlocked. And he looked for the key, but it wasn't there. But now he's saying she let him in. He went upstairs and he played pool for a while and they talked. And then he does what you do when you're at someone else's house to get a jersey is you put in a porno movie And you start watching it in the living room. And she wasn't really into the movie, but she was really into him. And so they went up to the bedroom and had sex. After the sex, she got depressed again because she was clinically depressed. And also she just had had sex with Lance. That would make anyone depressed. Mm -hmm. And she got upset and she started shooting at him. She was that upset. It was like she snapped. Is that what they were trying to say? She she went homicidal. She had a sudden homicidal mood swing because of the medication. He says, I didn't know what to do. And Andrea said, leave. Yeah. It's so good. It's so great. It's she so just great. Says, leave. He said, I didn't know what to do. I was just, I was freaking out. I charged at her with the pool cue and I hit her. And then when she was unconscious, I zip tied her. To restrain her. Well, the police came, except I never called the police. They were somehow going to come, and I wanted to restrain her. And then I decided I don't want to restrain her anymore. So I went and I got scissors, but I couldn't find any scissors. So I got a knife. But I couldn't cut her free from the zip ties with the knife without hurting her. Because I've already bashed her head in with a pool cue, and now I'm worried about cutting her hand. She woke up. And we fought again. And before I knew it, she was dead. So I must have stabbed her in the neck. I didn't rape her. We had consensual sex. I didn't murder her. 
I took her life unintentionally. Thoughts? It's really dumb. It doesn't make any sense. I wonder how long it took him to come up with it. Right. Or did that defense attorney come up with it? It's really unbelievable. I sort of think he came up with it and the defense attorney probably had to fine tune it. Yeah. Because I think you have to tell your defense attorney the truth. I don't know. No, you don't have to. It's really bad. It's like, it's Florida. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He thinks mm-hmm. he's going to get off. Do you think, without blaming the victim, that there's any possible scenario in which she did willingly have sex with Lance? I think that that is a very convenient thing for him to say, to kind of build himself up to. It's creepy. It's like triple creepy. I really don't like it. It's really evil. Because then it also means that, like, yeah, not only did she try to murder me, she was unfaithful to you, man. He did say that she was self-conscious about her weight. Like, he knew about that. When did he say that? He says it to Andrea, that she had been depressed and spending time by herself, and that's why he hung out with her at the house. Like, when he was playing pool and stuff. He was trying to keep her company because she never went out anymore, and she was depressed about her weight. She just went to the gym the day before. She goes out. (laughs) Yeah, she does go out. So... Andrea says there are detectives and prosecutors and they think your story is so far-fetched. And Lance says they're far-fetched. Yeah, that. Oh, (laughs) wow. That's awful. You're far-fetched. You're far-fetched, Andrea. Those ever cops are for everyone's far-fetched. Your face, your face is far-fetched. Wow, (laughs) it's sad. Idiot. He says they're so far-fetched that they took this horrible, bloody, horrifically brutal crime scene and came up with the worst possible scenario for what happened. No, the crime scene did that for you. Also, what your scenario is not any better. It's not like it makes it better. The only thing that makes it better is it takes the R word out of it. That's all it does. That's all it does. But it doesn't change the brutal wounds on her body. He's like, how dare these detectives look at this brutal attack and blood everywhere and think something terrible happened? Why won't they believe me that it was just self-defense? The defense attorney says some more BS and they're going for manslaughter. They find him guilty of murder in the first degree. He gets life in prison. Now, Derek is remarried, and we don't know if it's to the girlfriend or not. And he works in mental health now, Mm. I thought was kind of, um, and he feels terrible about the cheating. I'm glad he brought it up. (laughs) Yes, no, that's true. Because we have a lot of people that people, especially on Twitter, are very harsh on because they don't mention it enough. He owns it, Mm -hmm. and he talks about it, and he says how sorry he is. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's very true. That was a smart move. Yeah. This episode is dedicated to Carrie W. and Carrie... That can't be right. It can't be two Carrie W's. The Carries. C&C Music Factory. No, it's K&K. One is K-A-R-I and one is K-A-R-R-I. Well, hi, K&K. We're at K&K. I can't even believe another K&K. So they, what, they must have a podcast. What is it about? Shoes. Shoes. That Carrie Bradshaw wore on Sex and the City and what they mean in relationship to what's happening in the plot at the time. So like who she was dating, 
what her friendship status was and how they it was reflected in her shoe wear. Yeah, and why Patricia Field is a genius, the stylist for that show. Now, I've never seen Sex in the City, and I'm sorry if you ladies hate that show and think that that makes you vapid. I'm not saying that because of that. I hate that show, but not because it makes you vapid, because of all the puns. Correct. It's the same reason she hates Drag Race, so don't feel bad. <laughs> still a good idea for a podcast. And if you're not already doing it, you should maybe think about that. If TM... It's for K&K. Okay. You're gifting them that idea. This will be from Mark Carey and Carrie. Okay. Girls, that's the highest praise. Katie not putting a trademark on something. I'm not putting a trademark on it. I'm going to let you have that one. Also because I don't want to watch that much Sex in the City. <laughs> you can have it. Done. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much, Everyone check out our Patreon. We have some really fun stuff. We don't talk about it a lot. And I feel like we need to talk about more because someone on Twitter the other day was like, you guys covered 90 Day Fiance on Patreon? And I was like, the whole season we did. Do we not talk about it enough? So we, did it. we have fun stuff. We had Hamilton talks this month. We talked with my parents. This coming month, we might do a little, we might be bringing back an old fave. We might do a one-off. It's not Pam Smart. Oh, God, we're done with Pam Smart. We're not. There's one more episode for Pam Smart. (laughs) I got so excited. We're not. There's one more. We're not. There might be two more, depending, because I have found the entire trial. So I am in process of watching the trial from beginning to end. I'm going to solve it, y'all. I'm going to figure out what I'm missing, because something's wrong in the state of New Hampshire. And I got to figure it out. All I wanted for 2020 is for you to get obsessed with Hamilton and instead you've gotten obsessed with Pamela Smart. I'm I'm obsessed with Hamilton too. That doesn't make it change. I really liked Hamilton. Pamela Smart is where your heart is. I know it. She's stolen your heart. She's captured your fascination. Every time I find more information, I'm like, well, dang it. Well, what's that? So it's a real mind bender of a case. And we've talked about it ad nauseum on Patreon, but we're going to be talking about it more. No, Katie is. You will not be talking about it. Kimberly's out. She tapped out. She said no more. She said, I've had enough. I have my opinion. Goodbye. Out. It's all right. It happens. I couldn't take it. She couldn't take it. I will be kicked off the island next. I tapped out of that challenge. I couldn't do it. Trust me, I think all of our Patreons are going to also tap out of any time I'm talking about it. So that's fine. It's a fascinating case. But anyways, Patreon, we have exciting stuff, but we are going to be reviewing something that you might have been missing that we might be bringing back. Guess who's back? Something's back. And it has numbers in the title. Oh, boy. So we do a lot with our Patreon. And you get a whole extra episode a month if you are at our $5 level. Yes. And the extra episodes always have a very special editing touch to them that I'm not allowed to do in our main episodes anymore. So it's kind of worth it. And they're always, like, good. I pick good, like, Kimberly's favorites, like, really good. I think I pick good episodes. I'm patting myself on the back. So thank you. Thank you. Check it out, guys. We have a promo for our friends, Three Spooked Girls. Actually, just, there's two of them. I think the third one is a ghost. Oh, that's cool. Is her name Bianca Beluga? What's her name? Belula Benene? Belinda Carla. (laughs) No, who was the lady that you had in the last episode that you said was your ghost name? Who that was I said was you? my Nick Schneider. Who was it? I thought it was Dolores something. No, you, we just had her in the last episode. Oh, it was a real person? Yeah, her mother's name was <gasps> Oh, Belula. yeah, you're right. Was it in our Patreon episode? Yes, it was. I got it. Babette Bartholomew. That's it. Babette. 
Come on. So it's two spoof girls. The third one is Babette Bartholomew. We we don't know for sure. I'm just guessing. But they are really, really fun girls. And they talk about like spooky stuff. And I just listened to their episode on werewolves. And it was really fun. They went into the, all the mythology about werewolves and werewolves in pop culture. And then analyzed a really, really cheesy werewolf movie. And it was just delightful. So check them out. Three spooks girls. And subscribe to them and download and leave them a review on Apple Podcasts. Hey there, I'm Tara. And I'm Jessica. And together we co-host the podcast Three Spooked Girls. If you love the paranormal or murder, join us on Mondays for full-length episodes where we discuss our favorite paranormal stories and true crime cases. And join us again on Thursdays for our mini-sodes called Stabby Snippets, where we tell you all about true crimes happening in the news. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, wherever the hell else you listen to your pods at. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by using the handle at Three Spooked Girls. Come and hang out with us and get your spooky on while we scare the hell out of you. Spooky. spooky. I like it. I can't do that very well. That sounds terrible. Try go low register. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Because you're going high with it. <laughs> there are some ghosts that talk like that, probably. Probably. Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle talked high pitched. Does she had like this voice. Yeah, she does. She had baby that voice. That was her speaking voice. So, B-roll Bonanza. Yeah. All I really had was that Derek is just out of town, and I felt like they were taunting us because I kept thinking he had something to do with it, even though I've seen this episode before. But I really didn't remember except for the porn DVD. I, he's just out and about. He's by a boat. He's at a dock. He's looking out at things. He's contemplating. He contemplated all over that town. Huh. How big is that town? I think Jacksonville's pretty big. I think it is. Hmm. Interesting. Did you notice that Derek kept shifting in his seat when he was in his interview with Andrea? Did you notice how much he kept moving? Yes, and I noticed that he also looked around a lot and looked down a lot. That's probably a nervous thing, too, especially if he's remarried and he's having to bring up all this stuff. And he must have missed that he was remarried. That's kind of a big deal. What does that make you think? If I was the new wife, I don't know how I would feel. No, I don't know if she's cool or not. Maybe she's not cool and was like, oh, we're going to cry about her again. I don't know. I honestly don't know feel like he would marry someone like that you can't marry someone like Derek and not be cool with emotions so why is he shifting because he's in on it because he's in on it okay I don't think he would for no money if there had been like a big gambling debt and he had gotten a life insurance policy maybe you don't think he would just to be with the mistress but they said it would make him worse off right financially but he still did okay with his I'm assuming his two jobs he did okay yeah, but they had a lot of nice things. They You're did. You're going to give up a lot of nice things. So that doesn't really hold water. But he had this other girlfriend and they weren't having sex. And she had all these problems. I thought it was curious that he'd use the girlfriend in the present tense. They said, do either of you have a girlfriend or boyfriend? And he said, I do, girlfriend. That means he, at the time of the murder, he Correct. He had a, a girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. But a cheater does not make a murderer. 
But usually when someone's murdered and their spouse is cheating, it's because they did it. Usually on Dateline. Yeah. Yeah. The weirdest thing I thought was that normally if we have a shifter on Dateline, we do not hear the mic noise that we heard with Derek. It is very, very rare for me to notice it. And it drove me kind of nuts because he keeps, I don't know, he's wearing a lavalier, right? He's wearing one of the clip-on mics. I couldn't see it. I don't know where he's wearing it, but wherever they pinned it, he's shifting in such a way that you're hearing every movement of his shirt. So when he's shrugging his shoulders or doing whatever, you're hearing the mic noise. I only really noticed it, I think, once. I noticed it like four times. The thing is, any editor of Dateline, it's going to drive them nuts because they're going to be like, why is he moving so much? And then why didn't also the sound on set hear it and be like, we got to move your mic, man. Yeah. Like, we got to move your mic or you got to stop moving or you got to change your shirt. It's hard to interrupt someone when they're crying about their dead wife. But I think he's also wearing a brand new shirt that's kind of stiff. And so it's like rubbing. It's like they clipped it in here to his undershirt. And then it sounds like the shirt is shifting. If you're wearing like a polo or something softer, it's not going to do that. But I was like, what's happening? They're not changing him. Make him stop moving. Turn his arms down. Make him hold a book. He has to like hold something so he, he can't was, move. He had a lot of energy. Yeah. He gave off an energy. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, I can't. We got to get to Twitter. Yeah, just Andrea. She looked gorgeous. She had a coral shirt with a large crocheted collar and a tie around it. She wore a periwinkle halter. She had a great haircut. But we have a three-peat of the Corky from Guffman Dumb and Dumber haircut in an old photo. And so we had first was the accused guy in family business, Paul. Maybe it was Peter. Peter had it. And then, yeah, in Patreon, Sean had it. Sean had it in Patreon. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yes, you're right. And so this is our three-peat. That haircut is just haunting me lately. The PC Pacey. I'm not calling it that. I'm calling it the Corky Dumber. Okay. I don't want it to be associated with Joshua Jackson. Which is unfortunately what a lot of people think about when they think of Joshua Jackson. Is that haircut. I'm going to forgive you for saying that. You don't think so? He has had a very esteemed career since then. He's on the affair. He's good. He's really good. I'm just saying that if you're going to think of Dawson's Creek, I would say that Pacey's haircut is a staple of that. Let's just say Dawson's Creek. Let's not say Joshua Jackson. Let's say the haircut belongs to the creek. Yeah, but also Dawson crying all the time. Maybe I just don't like a man crying. Maybe I am. Ooh, that's a little sexist, though. I know. I don't like that. But I don't not like that because, like, I was just watching a TV show and so, no, I saw a gif of Michael Scott crying. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so sweet. I would love to date Michael Scott and have him cry over me. I don't know. And I would never want to date Michael Scott. But, no, you would not. But I but I was endeared to it. So it was really just Derek. I think it's that if you read it as not genuine, yeah, you would not like that. I didn't feel like it was necessarily not genuine. I felt like it was... Uh, just something off. That's not genuine. I'm going to sound terrible. It's just something off. Anyways. Mm, okay. Titles. I really didn't have a hard time with titles today. I only came up with one and I tried to get places with a lot of things. My brain wasn't doing it today. Just Lance a less instead of Lance a lot. I said Lance lies a lot. Oh, there we go. Look at that. Perfect. What did you do? Do you have any good ones? You've been hitting it high. You've been hitting it out of the park lately. Pool clue. Okay. Instead of pool cue. That's really good. 
stop trying to make far-fetched happen. <laughs> That's good. Porn scorn. Ooh, good. And cry me a remote. Oh, that's really good. Just because they both start with R's, it doesn't really work. I wish I could have gotten somewhere with remote. I didn't write down remote. I got stuck on storm and I couldn't get away from it. The storm really didn't play a part except at the very beginning. That she was a storm chaser. So I was like, yeah. after the storm, in the heart of the storm, which I know are all titles of episodes we have, but I felt like also could have worked for this one. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Twitter. What did the tweets say? Mickey Martini. Everybody watches the remote. It's COVID-19. Yeah, that is true. Wick, wick, whack. Really, are we not going to ignore the man bangs? Keisler Soze, bad hair is often the secondary crime on Dateline. Al Ramos, I hear Jim Gaffigan is playing him in the film. Okay, I actually saw that. I really did. I like that comparison. We are going to get to another one that I don't see at all, but everyone was talking about it. Jim Gaffigan, I see. Jim, I totally see that. Totally see it. He's out of my life. Wow, I'm just tuning in and I already see some fake tears and bad acting. Gotta catch up, but I already say he did whatever it was that was done. Jero again, I wonder how many falconeers have been made onto Dateline. I don't think we've ever had a falconeer. I love the falconeer. We have had an owl. We certainly have. Oh, boy. And we should return to the owl. I want to return to the owl. I will defend my owl theory. What's not mine? The owl theory. I would like to talk about the owl again. Let us know if you'd like us to have another staircase episode because I'm down. Ramsey said, has anyone ever seen this guy and Greg Kinnear in the same room? Okay. I don't see that at all. 10 people on Twitter. Greg Kinnear, Greg Kinnear. Someone even wrote to Andrea, doesn't this guy remind you of Greg Kinnear? And she said, yes, kind of. I think she was just being nice. Kaiser Sose, what's Greg Kinnear doing on Dateline? I'm sorry, who's supposed to be Greg Kinnear, Derek? I don't, I think Derek. Because it's certainly not Brian Money. Is, is it supposed to be Lance? Is Lance Greg Kinnear? No. Jim Gaffigan is Derek. It's got to be Lance. If anything, I thought Lance looked a tiny bit like that one guy from Downton Abbey. But like a way drugged out version of that guy. Boy, I did not see it. I am confused. All you J- Greg Kinnear people, let me know. That's crazy. That's really bizarre. Also, I'd like to be known as Katie Empty Pockets from now on. Instead of money bags? Okay. Sorry. At first I was like, I want somebody to love me the way Derek loves Kim. Then I find out he had a side chick. That sucked. I was bummed out. Okay. (laughs) Your Lamb said, when people on Dateline say that someone is shrimping, I feel like it should mean something totally different than it does. Big shrimping. Big shrimping. I feel like it's sexual. Yeah, Like it's slang for something that I don't know. And I'd have to look it up on Urban Dictionary. I don't like it. Yeah, let's not. Yeah. Let's move on. Tanya Turner, excuse me, were were those candle sconces in the bedposts? That bedroom was elaborate. Okay. That bedroom looked like it was straight out of Ethan Allen's showroom. You go to the showroom and you're like, we'll take this. Gothic section. We'll take this whole room. No, what made it gothic was number one. The dark wood, which is my favorite. But then they also had a canopy bed, which Mm -hmm. in and of itself is, there you go. And then gold sponged walls. I'm getting to it. Okay. You're not the only one. But what about the bedspread? It was like uh, the color palette was maroon and gold. Yeah, it was brocade. Yeah. It reminds Mm -hmm. me a lot of my parents' decorations, actually. 
And people on Twitter did not like it. So it made me think I need to encourage my parents to redo their house. I used to describe my aesthetic for my apartments as Louisiana brothel. Yes. And it was a lot of stuff like that because I saw like a walkthrough on MTV Cribs of Rob Zombie's house. And I was like, I want to live there. But did this feel 90s to you? I just have never seen anything so done with like the bed and the nightstands that match. I don't know that world. I like that world and I like to think about it, but I don't live there. No, people were like, someone said that bedroom caused her depression. And then someone else was like, the comforter looks like it would smother me. It's just so much. And someone else said, I feel so glad that I only have three throw pillows on my bed. Why are people being so mean about this poor dead woman's bedroom? (laughs) I know they really didn't like the bedroom. That's really not kind, guys. But I did like the candle sconces are like in the bedpost. That was kind of cool. I think it's, look, you got to have your own aesthetic and this was their jam. Yeah. Kelly Kaler said, I just keep looking at the walls in the bedroom and thinking about the effect where people used to use plastic bags to make paint texture. And Sally B wrote the original trading spaces. It did look like textured wall. They put hay on the wall once on trading spaces. That was troubling. They were mad, right? The people were mad. They cried, like not over it. And I think they brought them back for the new season and they paired them again with Hildy. Just to F with them. Evil. That show. Kaiser Sose said, how does Derek have any fingers left to point? Oh, boy. I mean, he was pointing those fingers. Yeah, he was. But it may, he just had a lot of D-bags in his life that are possible suspects. Or he's in on it and he's pointing fingers. Notice the only one he didn't point the finger at is the one who did it. That's all I'm saying. Man, that's weird, isn't it? Right? You think he had something to do with it. Yeah, I'm mostly just joking. But you think there's a chance? I do. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah. I got, I got nothing. That's why I'm just saying there's a chance. I'm absolutely not asserting it as one of my alternative theories. I don't know why I got I got the vibe that he wasn't, but boy, I've been wrong a bunch, so could, no. could be. Laurel says studies show that the filthiest thing in hotel rooms is the remote control. Oh, and boy. And I was like, crud, because that is the first thing I touch. I turn on the TV the second I walk in. Yeah, me too. Whoops. Washington National says bring a Ziploc to put it in. Oh, God. It's very smart. I'm not that smart. It's that serious? Oh, boy. CB from PA said, oh, come on. The cable guy notices their relationship. Our cable guy doesn't make contact. And Andre said, my cable guy saved my marriage. That's amazing. Oh, hi there. Said about why were the remotes in the sink? He said, I have a sinking feeling about it. Ha! Good job. Mayor said, anyone else have the feeling Joshua has a no regrets tattoo? Oh, boy. Yeah. One thousand percent. He's out of my life. Oh, Derek, you can stop acting now. Tears aren't cooperating anyway. Wow. Lumara said, Brian had every single detail, but never once mentioned anything about Derek being involved. Lance never told him anything about Derek. Face it, y'all. He didn't have anything to do with it because all everyone on Twitter was like, he totally has something to do with it. But what if Lance didn't say anything because he was being what? paid not to? He's in prison. He could still wire him money and on his commissary card to buy drugs. Yeah, he may not have been the most amazing person. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I just don't I don't know. I don't see it. <laughs> okay, someone asked whose porn was it? And Ergo said Lance. And Kate said, he brought porn. And Erico said, I guess Florida man is a mysterious creature. Ha! Ah, 
But that is weird. Whose porn was it? I think it was his. It's he had the just most porn? weirdest, bizarre. Maybe he had left it there along with his jersey. Maybe he had left some, there was a box of his things there. Maybe that he, that he did really want his jersey. But why actually was it in the DVD player? I think she was sleeping. She's a really sound sleeper. She's on sleeping pills, maybe. And he didn't know she was there. Well, no, her car was in the driveway. He just put in the porno because he was on drugs. He was definitely on drugs because it was super early in the morning. So I guarantee you he was probably tweaking and was up all night, had stolen that car, went there with the car. To steal stuff from them for drugs, like electronics and stuff like that. Maybe. Maybe to steal something specific. He did not go to pay back money for sure. I don't think he went for his jersey. Do you think there's any chance he went to sexually assault her? I don't know what people get that like. Is that a common thing when people are on meth? It's not. I'm sorry. Not sexual assault, but there is like a sex aspect to it. But is that more of a a circumstantial thing or is it like premeditated thing? I mean, yeah, if you're there. That's circumstantial then. But I mean, no, I mean, I think he could get it in his head and have that idea that, no, she was always looking at me like that. She wants me. And then he convinces himself and he goes and then it doesn't go the way he wants. Could this have been sexually motivated from the beginning? Or was it revenge because he got kicked out of the house and she kicked him out because he smoked? I will say under no circumstances what he said happened, happened. I do not think that she willingly did the deed with him. I don't either. I don't. I think the chance of that is point zero 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 one. I think it's something people make up as a way to be like, no, it's totally plausible. It's like when we had that, we had one where uh, the girl had was raped by the guy in the backseat of a car outside of a house or like in a park on the ground or like these weird things that these guys go, no, it was totally consensual. It's like no girl is actually doing that unless maybe they're on drugs too. But like, but I still think that this, she caused none of this. Oh no, absolutely not. Or agreed to any of this. I think it was an, I think it was a smackdown. I mean, he I think so came too. in and ambushed her. And he's a monster. Am, oh, absolutely. And they're blaming the victim and blaming her mental state. Are they? They said she went, went crazy, homicidal on her pills and just started shooting at him after they had consensual sex. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was the timeline. And they had consensual sex because she was feeling depressed. You know what's weird is I kind of, I liked that defense attorney like as a human and I wish she was not a defense attorney. I was like, you seem kind of smart. Or if she was defending someone we liked, we might like her. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. And we are always too hard on defense attorneys, but they're trying to do their job. So they're just trying to shine. They're trying to sparkle and shine. Yeah. That's why, because we're so hard on them. They need to go extra shiny. Sharon says, I'm starting to get why they don't wear masks in Florida. It's hard enough to wear a shirt and pants. (laughs) Honest Sinner said, "Um, why is his shirt off? Ergo said, it's Florida. Honest Sinner said, LOL, but he's inside. Ergo, still Florida inside. (laughs) That's funny. It's so weird. And why did they let him stand up? I would never have let him stay standing. I would have been like, sit your butt down. And he has that nervous druggy energy too. So like, you don't know what he's going to do. I could barely understand what he was saying half the time. He's like real weird about it. Oh, I did not like that. I got a bad vibe from him. Yeah. DND said, something tells me money gave himself his own nickname. 
Yeah, he totally did. 110%. <laughs> yeah. Sunny D, Derek and Lance reminded me of the Tiger King and his boyfriend. Oh, snap. I don't know. You know who else he reminds me of is Greg Daniels and Jim Gaffigan. Greg Daniels, who's that? I think he's the one from Dumb and Dumber. Jeff Daniels. That's Je Jeff Daniels. Greg Daniels is like an insurance salesman. No. <laughs> Hi, I'm Greg Daniels. I'm calling you from Farmers Insurance. Did you want to update your policy? <laughs> Jeff Daniels was, was on Newsroom, right? Yes. I really want to see Newsroom. Do you think I would like that? I keep staring at it like, I think I would like this, but... You know what they call that show, like when it was on? What? Liberal porn. <laughs> and it is. But is it good, though? Like, is it intriguing? Does it, like, hold your attention It's Aaron and stuff? Sorkin. I know. But, and you're a huge Aaron Sorkin fan, but I haven't seen The West Wing. Oh, the West Wing is so good. I like The West Wing much better than Newsroom. So should I watch The West Wing instead? Yes. If you have to choose one, 1,000%. West Wing has a lot more seasons than the other. It is, but it's really good. So okay. good. Newsroom is so great, but you have to watch Killing Eve. No, but I have to watch something else first before all of these. Killing I Eve have, is fun. I have an assignment for right now. Oh, I so see. So I cannot be watching. What is your assignment? I can't talk about it because it's going to be a surprise for our listeners. Oh, right. Sorry. You're right. So I, I mean, for a few days, I can't watch anything. So I bogged down. My last tweet is from Wanda, who said, the only thing I understood about this episode is I'm Lester Holt. <laughs> <laughs> you should take pride in admitting that. Good for you. <laughs> there were lots of there was lots of fingers being pointed at random dudes. A lot of random dudes. This was an interesting case. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Follow us on social media. We have so much fun on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook. I respond to people, but we probably don't have as much fun because it's but it yeah, still is fun. You know where they have great fun on Facebook is the private Facebook group, A Double Date with Dateline that Sean G started. I think they have a, we're not in there so you can talk bad about us. It's fine. They have a lot of fun. How do you know? You're not they in They send it. me screen grabs sometimes. And they'll be like, this is the funniest conversation we're having. So I think they have fun in that one. And check out our Patreon. And we hope that you're staying safe and wearing a mask. Absolutely. Being a good person. Just baseline. That's it. Just baseline. Yeah. Just be a good person. Care about your fellow person. Thank you, guys. And keep watching alone for a second or with your people that you're staying close social to. distancing with and thank you to our nurses and essential workers and doctors and healthcare workers and a special thank you to adam who works hard to make us sound very good who's adam adam is our editor oh hi adam thank you adam thank you adam take care everybody bye, bye everybody